Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. All right, welcome to this week's episode number 37, Coffee Break with Mary B's fifth son. It's a couple of things, like... Last week, I said the only number 36 I could think of was Gary Matthews, and I'm just very much embarrassed for myself because one of my favorite pitchers growing up was Jim Cott on the Minnesota Twins. He just got elected into the Hall of Fame. They're going to retire his number in Minnesota on July 16th. I looked in my mental Rolodex. It was there, and unfortunately... The cards got stuck in the Rolodex, and I couldn't get it. But I still love Gary Matthews, but number 36, Jim Cott. Congratulations on um, getting uh, elected into the Hall of Fame. Next week is the 50th anniversary of my dog, Gilligan, being put to sleep. So next week's episode is going to cover all of my dogs through my life. I've had Penny, Skipper, two Gilligans, Delilah. And a few other a few other surprises I'm going to have on there, but I will have some great stories of uh, my dogs growing up. So that will be a, a very good episode. It won't be depressing because dogs made me very happy. And if you haven't figured it out, Gilligan's Island was my favorite TV show growing up in the 60s. Let's get started. Oh, one other thing. Week after that, we're going to do something on the Ramova Theater, which is finally being renovated in Bridgeport on the south side of Chicago. I've just been watching a movie called The Last Picture Show. It's about a movie where they're having the movie theaters closing down. And I think it's a small Texas town with uh, Civil Shepherd. A great movie, and that's what the remote was like. I will have some very good stories about movies that went to see at the remote. But again, congratulations to Alderman Patrick Daly-Thompson, Chef Kevin Hickey, um, on getting the Ramova Theater back. We're looking forward to reopening this year. I've already talked to my brother, Jerry. We're going to go there for the grand opening. Again, Ramova Theater, that'll be in two weeks. That's going to be another good episode. I think I'll bring my brother, Jerry, on, and we're going to discuss uh, our times going to the Ramova Theater. Watched a Hallmark movie last week, and it was called The Wedding Veil. It's a trilogy. Three friends using the same wedding veil. And this week was with Lacey. I call it Chabaret, but I think it's Lacey Chabert. Um, she's on everything at Hallmark. She has it. Great story. A very, very good Hallmark movie. You know, sometimes they get really, really hokey. But very good one, this one. And I think the next two with um, Autumn Reeser and Allison Sweeney. Out of two other cities. I think one's in Boston in Autumn Reeser's in Chicago. So I kept looking when they would do background shots to see they take me walking dogs at that time, Chicago, but they didn't. Oh, and they also mentioned coffee in there, which was great. So there's a scene in there, which you'll hear in a second about um, her going to coffee with some guy they think she's, of course, romantically involved with. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks. Of course. Alex, Sonia, I told her that we were getting coffee. And she's trying to figure us out. Yeah, well, so am I. The next movie is with Winnie Cooper, a.k.a. Danica McKellar. It's called 
the Winter Palace, and again, it's about her with uh, involved with a prince. They have a coffee scene in that, but this one was very good as compared to her Hallmark Christmas movie, which was not that good this year. God forgive me for saying that a Winnie Cooper Christmas movie was not that good, but it wasn't. It was like one of the first Christmas movies they showed this year in Hallmark. Now that she's on GAC, Great American Channel, formerly Great American Country, um, this one was actually pretty good. Normally when they do involve a prince from some foreign you know, some country that they make up. It, it's stupid, but this one was good. And they do have a coffee scene in there. And you'll be hearing that in a second. Winnie Cooper one. If I don't like it, if it's a bad movie, I will say it's a bad movie. I mean, I don't play favorites because, you know, some of my favorite people are in it. I got to my coffee review during my COVID lockdown, I had to have, well, not had to have, but I thought, well, I'll try Pamsy's coffee, French roast, fair trade certified. I don't know if that's like USDA for coffee. It just says on the box, uh, it's French roast and it's dark roast and it's 100% Arabica, Arabica. It, it sounds like, hold on, my producer's trying to, I think she's yelling at me. What? I can't hear you. You were right the first time. Oh, really? Say that louder. I don't think people realize that can happen. With um, me. According to Siri and the Speak app, mm -hmm. you were right the first time. Thank you, producer. Arabica. It sounds like a horse I bet on at Arlington Park one year and lost. So, But the coffee was very good. Cost effect, it was like $3.39 for 12K cups. I highly recommend it. It was really, really good. So if anything good came out of my being in a COVID lockdown, was I got to taste a good coffee at a cheap price. Highly recommend it. Again, fair trade certified French roast at Aldi. I think it's probably sold exclusively at Aldi. I didn't look it up, but I think it's $3.39 for 12K cups. Very good. Let's get to into my mental Rolodex and let's go back to the winter of 1970 when it would actually snow. You know, it doesn't snow as much as it used to. Back then in the wintertime, we had nice snowfalls. It's the winter of 1970. Um, in our basketball league, I'm in eighth grade. I'm 13. Our West Pullman team is playing Gompers, Samuel Gompers Grammar School. We're playing in the game. I was the guard, and I'm driving to the middle. I go up for a layup, and I get bridged. Now, if you're not familiar with basketball or the term bridge, the guy basically undercut me. Went up in the air, came down, hit my head, sprained my wrist, probably had a concussion. Standing over me and this one guy is like, what do they keep calling you, Beaver? You should know that when you drive to the middle, you never know what's going to happen. You know, and then they walked away. Well, the guy that bridged me, his name was Johnny, okay? And he dressed all in black all the time. He dressed like Johnny Cash, and we called him Cash. You know, I didn't know him. He only knew me, my name, Beaver, because he heard people on the team, you know, during the game, Beaver over here. I never knew the guy. Whenever we'd see him at the game, sitting in the stands after the game, before the game, he was always in black. And his I never knew what his last name was, but his name, first name was John, and they called him Johnny. I was out for like two weeks, and the worst thing was, because I sprained my left hand, I couldn't bowl. 
And we had a pretty good bowling team at that time. That's when I was first starting to really learn how to bowl. It was me, Red, John Van Dyke, good friend of our family, my brother Jerry's best friend, Pito, and I, I think Vince was the other one. But we had a good bowling team, and I couldn't bowl for two weeks. So that's what hurt more than the basketball. So as fate would have it, probably three weeks after that, maybe a month, we're walking through the park. It was me, Michael Martin, Ricky Kostopoulos, Rich Kennedy, a couple other guys, Danny Fraley, and there's guys playing football in the snow in West Pullman Park. We, you know, we're walking through there asking us if we want to play. Well, I'm like, yeah, okay. And it was tackle. So back then, tackle was tackle. You tack, you play tackle football with no equipment. And they had an episode of the Wonder Years on that. Of course, as fate would have it, one of the guys on the other team is Cash. We're playing the game, and he looks at me, he goes, hey, you're that guy from the basketball game, right? I go, yeah. He goes, Hi, how are you? I go, I'm okay. So that was all we said. We're all tackling and everything. It was, you know, nothing bad. It was just a, a good, clean game. So it comes down to the last play. We have the ball. We're losing, you know, by, what was it, about two touchdowns. So we had no chance of winning, but we're going to run one play. So Michael goes, we're in the huddle, and he goes, we're going to run one play. He goes, and... I'm going to hammer cash. And we're looking at him and we're like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm going to take him out. You know, we're in the snow and he's drawing this play in the snow with his finger. Now, Michael played hockey too. He goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. He tells Danny Fraley, who if you knew Fraley, again, another guy with red hair, not exactly looking like Scott Farkas from Christmas Story, but Fraley had gap teeth and he used to be kind of cold. He'd spit through it and he would do that all the time. And he would wear shoes that, I don't know if people are familiar with it, but they were Cuban heels. And they were like street shoes. He had those on, even though it was snowing and everything. And he would wear his short brown jacket. It wasn't leather. It was just like a, a short brown jacket with a little fur on it. And he wasn't athletic. He would just jump into this stuff when he could. And uh, Michael tells him, he goes, all right, Fraley, you stand here. Don't move. He goes, well, kind of like you've been doing the whole game. After you hike it to Beave, and he tells Rich, he goes, you run out to the left all the way, take that big guy out there. They had this big guy, I don't even think he was in eighth grade, probably like in high school. And he tells Rich, take him out to the left. He goes, everybody else just keep moving. He goes, and he tells me, he goes, okay, Beave, after you take the snap, you run to the left. He goes, I've been watching Cash. He goes, he's following you. You run towards him, turn around, spin back, start running towards Fraley. He goes, and I'm going to swing around Fraley. He goes, and I'm going to hammer his ass. <laughs> and it went, and he, and then he tells Fraley, he goes, after I hammer him, okay, he looks at me. He goes, Beep, you hand the ball to Fraley. He goes, and Fraley, you just drop to the ground like you've been tackled. He goes, because they're not going to like what I'm going to do to him. So you just drop to the ground. He goes, and then the game's over with. He goes, that's it. So we're like, okay. So the play went just as, as perfect because Michael swung around from the other. Everybody was pulling to the whole left side, and Michael swung around back behind everybody, came around, and he timed it perfect, and he just hammered them. They're like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, last play. He goes, we're, we're done. Yeah, but why'd you do that? He goes, do what? And Cash is laying there. I mean, he laid him out good. And he's standing over Cash, and everybody's standing around. He goes, hey, Cash. Let me give you some advice. Never chase a beaver through a snowstorm. 
He goes, because you never know what's going to be behind. And he put his arm around Fraley behind this guy. <laughs> and we all started laughing. The other team started laughing. And Cash, he's getting up. And Michael actually helped him get up. We were helping him get up because he was dazed and confused. They had this warming house for the ice skaters and everything. So we're all sitting in there. We're like sitting around, things going back and forth. And they're like, um, why did you do this? Well, he did it to Bieber over at the basketball game. And they're like, well, that was that was part of the game. So Michael goes, well, this was part of the game. He's like, what are you complaining about? So they're like, well, you don't like him anyway. And Michael goes, what do you mean we don't like him? We don't even know him. And the guy's like, well, why do you keep calling him Cash? He goes, because he thinks he's John, Johnny Cash. He tells, he tells him, he goes, Cash, if you can, stand up and unzip your jacket. We're all betting you have a black shirt on. <laughs> and he did. Michael goes, look, we don't know anything about him. We don't know who he is. But what we do know is the girls like him. He goes, and I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but when he comes in there, all these girls start getting around him. It was weird. But they were like, let's call them cash groupies. So Michael goes, so when all the girls would go towards him, we would sit around there too, okay? by the girls, okay? So he's like, we don't even, looked at Cash, he goes, we don't even know you, okay? I only did that because of what you did to Beeb during the basketball game. That's it. We're even, they all started agreeing. So the big guy, and again, I think he was in high school, he pulls out a bottle of Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. He reaches over by Cash, he goes, here, Cash. So he takes a sip and Cash hands it over to me. He goes, here, B, whatever the hell they call you. He goes, have a sip. I take a sip. Hand it over to Michael. I go, do you want to take a sip? We passed it around. It was it was kind of cool, actually. We were all sitting in there, probably about 12 guys in that, in that little shed, sitting there, and we passed it around. We never talked about it. Next time we played Gompers, we beat them. You know, I didn't get bridged. Of course, I was a little uh, afraid to go into the middle. They had some big guys, but we beat them. Nothing was ever said again. I never seen Cash after that game ever again. I think they moved out out of West Pullman after that. But that was such a um, – and we never – it was weird. But even after that, we never talked about it. Michael and I or Brits and Ricky, all of these guys, we never talked about it. It was just over with. It was a great game, too. Even though we lost, it was fun. And watching Fraley drop to the ground like he'd been shot or something because he – I handed him the ball, and he, my, he just laid. He actually was actually laying next to Cash because Michael knew that they were going to hammer Fraley if he started running with the ball. So I was like, it was a great call on his part. Fun game. Just Michael Martin was was the best. That is one of my favorite, favorite stories, if not my favorite. It was just so cool. And, again, it doesn't snow the way it used to. And you walk through the snowstorm. Like my brother Jerry sent me a picture of um West Pullman Park in a snowstorm in front of the park, which I, I think I'll put on Instagram. It's a great shot of the snow. 1970 was taken, according to where he got it from. But again, West Pullman Park, vibrant, ice skating, hockey. Back then, I, I don't know if they still do now. They would freeze it for the uh, people to ice skate. You know, the park district would freeze the um, uh, tennis courts, and you could skate on the tennis courts and uh, play hockey on the tennis courts. So, it was fun. It was a, a fun night, and uh, we got our sips of Mad Dog 2020 in there. It was, you know, I don't know if people do that nowadays where they pass that bottle around, but that's it for this week. And again, my uh, Instagram is at 
Mary B's fifth son at M-A-R-Y-B-S number five T-H-S-O-N. And if you've gone there recently, you've seen that picture of me pitching. That's like a collector's item. You should print it off of there and uh, um, try and sell it on eBay. You might get you might get more than three cents, maybe. But I found that picture. So and uh, okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is Mary BS five. S O N at gmail.com. So that would be M A R Y B S, the number five, S O N at gmail.com. Again, join us next week for uh, um, the celebration of all my dogs. And I have another story of a dog that we only had for a little bit. Uh, that will be a really good one. So, again, thank you very much for listening. And, um, Happy New Year, right? Again? Okay. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Let's do I want to talk more uh, about the snow because that's what I want to end with. No. Tell me about what you mean by there was more snow. My mom used to say that, and I was very confused. There's a lot. It used to snow a lot. And some people, there's a lot of theories why it doesn't, a lot say because of O'Hare Airport, okay, because of all the traffic coming in and out with, you know, in the air, some cause. In fact, again, that's one theory I heard through the years because as you went on, you know, I mean, actually today, on the news they had, in January 13th, 1979, we had a big, huge snowstorm, okay? And that, that snowstorm helped Jane Byrne get elected uh, mayor of Chicago. She did a great commercial uh, standing on the, the tracks of the uh, L of the CTA, saying how trains weren't running and this and that, and how Mayor Belandic had screwed it up and getting city services working. And I think also that year they had the CTA strike. And I I know I had mentioned in one previous episode where Joe and I had walked from Bridgeport into downtown because the CTA was on strike and it snowstorm. And I just, again, 1930, or I'm sorry, 1979 on January 13th. But well, we used to have big snowstorms. 67, we had that big snowstorm, the biggest one in Chicago. Uh, it just seems like, you know, we've only had one this year. It just, we used to walk around with our snow shovels and ask people if we could shovel their snow for like two bucks. And uh, it, it would snow a lot during the wintertime. I mean, it just seems like it's never, it's never been as much as it used to be. You know, like anything else, just snowstorms don't happen that much anymore in Chicago, like the way that they used to growing up. It was fun. Snow all the, the winter time you expected snow, probably beginning in November, 
and running through to March. I remember when I was working at Jewel, 1975, on April 1st, they had a big snowstorm. And it just seems like probably since the 80s, we don't have, you get a big snowstorm here and there, but not because what they said on the news, it snowed in 1979, eight straight days, measurable snow for eight straight days. Okay. So it's changed so much and it used to be fun.